Okay, boys. So this is going to be the last chapter in this book. It's chapter 10, and it's titled, Everything Comes Right Again. Now down below in Fairyland, there was a great excitement, for many people had seen the goblin dog in the distance. They ran to tell Lord Roland, and he at once gave orders that fairy archers were to shoot at the dog and bring it down. Goblin dogs are wicked creatures who help bad witches and gnomes to do evil deeds, said Lord Roland. We will catch this one and take it prisoner. So the archers took up their bows and arrows and shot at the coming goblin dog. He was astonished when he heard the whizzing of arrows through the air, and poor thing, he didn't know what to do. He did not dare turn or go back, for if he did, he would fly straight into the giant cat. No, he must fly through the cloud of arrows and see if he could bring the little princess safely to earth. So the brave dog flew on, yelping whenever a sharp arrow pierced his big wings. Fenella clasped her hands around him, sobbing, for she knew what was happening, and was dreadfully afraid for her dear kind dog would be hurt. Just as the dog was about to fly over the walls of Fairyland, an arrow caught him in the root of his wing, and he fell, unable to fly. He flapped with his left wing and managed to reach the ground safely with Fenella, just outside the, fairy, the gates of Fairyland. At once the golden gates were flung open, and out rushed a crowd of fairies, meaning to drag the dog to Lord Roland. But when they saw Fenella climbing off his back, they shouted in wonder and amazement. Fenella! The little princess Fenella! They rushed to her and took her hands, and began to pull her into fairyland. Above them they suddenly heard the rush of wings, and looking up they saw the giant cat with the angry gnome and wizard peering down from its back. At once the archers set their arrows to, to their bows and sent a hundred whizzing up in, into the air. The giant cat gave a yell and turned back at once. In spite of the angry shouts of the wizard, who was trying to make it fly down and take Fenella from the fairies, no, the giant cat had quite enough. It flew off steadily, giving it its squeals. The archers shot their arrows after it. The wizard suddenly gave a shout and clasped his hand on his leg. Then the gnome gave a yell and clasped his hand on his nose. Both had been struck by arrows. Serves them right, said Fenella, who was watching. Nasty, horrid things. They deserve it. And that will teach them not to come back again. Oh, dear little Fenella, come quickly to Lord Rosabel, your mother, cried all the fairies, and they tugged her arms and and ran through the gates. She pulled back, going, looking towards the goblin dog, who lay panting, his hurt wings stretched out flat beside him. I must go to the goblin dog and see if he is hurt. No, no, he's a dreadful, horrid creature, cried the little folk at once. Leave him. We will see to him. Look, look, there's your mother. At the sight of her mother, the princess far forgot all about the goblin dog and rushed to the Lady Rosabelle. She hugged her mother and cried happy tears all down her cheeks. Come and see your father, said L Lady Rosabelle, who was weeping for joy, too. He does not know that you are here. Oh, Fenella, darling Fenella, to think that you are really home again at last. Fenella cried with happiness to see her own home again. She was so tired that she could hardly keep her eyes open, but she wanted to tell her mother all about her adventures. And, and especially... She wanted, to t wanted the goblin dog fetched into fairyland. 
but the Lady Roosevelt would not let her tell anything that night. You are so tired, darling Fenella, she said. Come to bed. <clears throat> Tomorrow you shall say all you want to. But my goblin dog, murmured Fenella, her eyes almost clo closing. We will see to the goblin dog, said Lord Roland grimly. He had no idea that the dog had helped Fenella so much. He thought that it had flown with her by command of that gnome who had followed on the giant cat. He kissed the little princess and hurried out to give his orders. In a trice, the folks surrounded the surprised gro um, goblin dog, who had been patiently waiting for Nella to come and fetch him and bathe his wing. They tied him up and took him prisoner, threatening him with all sorts of dreadful punishments. He did not know what to think. He was very unhappy. The little folk dra dragged him to a prison cell and locked him up there. He was thirsty and hungry, and his wing hurt him, but no one paid him any more attention. They all thought that he was a wicked goblin dog, servant of the gnome who had taken Fenella away. So there he was left, sad and lonely, all night. And what about Popoff, Peter, and Mary? Well, as soon as the giant cat had flown off with the gnome and the wizard, they crawled out from under their bush and looked around. I know where, the, where we are, cried Peter joyfully. We are not far from our own home. Look there. Mary, there's the shepherd's hut that our father often uses in winter time. Gladly they turned towards the little valley in which their own cottage stood. Popoff walked with them, wondering if the goblin dog had gotten safely over the borders of fairyland with Fenella. Suddenly he gave a shout and pulled the others under a, a tree. The giant cat again, he said. They looked up, and sure enough, it was the flying cat, carrying on its back a squealing gnome and a wizard, one rubbing his nose and the other his leg. They're going back, said Popoff, pleased. That means Fenella is safe. Oh, how lovely! We'll see her tomorrow. They walked on, and in two hours' time they came to the valley where their cottage stood. Not far off stood the golden gates of Fairyland. Outside, the children, to the children's enormous surprise, lay the goblin dog. His hurt wings spread beside him. There was no sign of Fenella at all. What's happened? cried Peter, staring. Why hasn't the goblin dog gone through the gates with Fenella? Oh, look, here comes a lot of little folk. Perhaps they're going to cheer the goblin dog and take him into Fairyland. But the ch to the children's enormous surprise, they saw the goblin dog being roughly handled by the little folk and dragged through the gates a prisoner. I won't have it, shouted Peter in rage, and he rushed down the hill towards the gates, shouting, Stop! Stop! But the fairies did not hear him. They dragged the dog away, and the gates shut, and Peter and Mary ran up to them and battered on them until the gatekeeper looked out in surprise. Let us in! We want to see the goblin dog and Fenella, shouted Peter. The goblin dog is our friend. You shouldn't treat him like that. When the gatekeeper saw that it was Peter and Mary, he refused to open the gate. Don't you know that Lord Roland said you n were never to come into Fairyland again? He said indignantly. Of course I shan't open the gate. 
You are two wicked children, and if the goblin dog is a friend of yours, then you ought to be prisoned too. Why, he had gotten our little prison... He had got our little princess on his back and was flying right over fairyland with her. If you don't go away at once, I'll have you put into prison too. Come away, said Popoff with the two children. Something's wrong. Lord Roland isn't going to forgive you. He's going to punish the poor goblin dog, even though he helped us so. I expect Fenella has forgotten all about us. Very sadly, the three of them walked away from the shining gates. It was dreadful to think that Fenella had forgotten them. But what else could they be? Could they think? If she allowed the poor goblin dog to be thrown into prison, she must indeed have forgotten her friends. Come home with us, said Peter, slipping his arm through Popoff's. The peddler was looking very sad. We shan't forget how you've helped us, Popoff. They came to their own home at last and they pushed open the door and looked in. How lovely it was to be home once more. Their mother was still lying in bed, and their father was cooking something in a pot by the fire. When they saw the two children, they cried out in delight. Mary and Peter flew into their mother's, flew to their mother and hugged her tightly. Then they hugged their father, and Popoff stood shyly at, by the door, feeling rather left out. But Mary took him by the hand and led him to their mother. Mother, this is Popoff the peddler she said. He has been such a good friend to us and to Fenella, and without him we should have never gotten home safely. Their mother smiled at Popoff and held out her hand to him. She thanked him and told him that he would always be welcome in their cottage. We are poor, she said, but you may know what we have will always share with you, Popoff. But we're not poor now, said Peter gleefully. He remembered the shining stones he had taken from the walls of the cave under the hill, and he emptied them out of his pocket on the kitchen table. His father stared at them in amazement. They are worth a fortune, he said. Tell me how you got them. Then all of their adventures were told. Peter and Mary Popoff were talking so fast, one and then the other. Their father sat amazed, handling the precious stones in wonder. Their mother lay listening, frightened when she heard of all the dangers they had passed. Well, we rescued Fenella, and we said we would, said Peter, and we've made Father rich with these shining stones. We shall be able to, to leave this cottage and take a nice house, just as you have always wanted, Mother. But, but I can do that, said Papa, uh, Popoff unexpectedly. He rummaged through his tray. Ah, Sorry, I skipped a part. Uh, you can leave this cottage and take a nice house, just as you have always wanted, Mother. The only thing we haven't been able to do is to make Mother well, said Mary. But I can do that, said Popoff unexpectedly. He rummaged through his tray and found a small yellow bottle. This is a medicine powerful enough to cure anyone of any, do uh, any illness. Take three doses, Madam, and you will be cured. Well... What do you think of that? Peter and Mary could hardly believe their eyes. Their mother took a dose, and at once she felt better immediately. You'll be able to get up after the second dose, and after the third you will be cured, said Popoff, glad to think that he had been able to bring such happiness into the little family. I am hungry, said Mary suddenly, 
It seems ages since we had tea in the little cave under Shining Hill. Well, there is supper in the larder, said her mother. Lay the table, dear, and we'll all have supper together. Then you three must really go to bed, for you look tired out. So they all had a happy supper together, and Pop-Off said that the rabbit pie was the best he had ever tasted. Then he curled up with Peter in his bed, and Mary went to hers. Soon they were fast asleep, and didn't even hear the parents talking about the wonderful things they would do as soon as they sold the shining stones. The next morning was bright and shining. Away in the palace, Fenella awoke in her own little white bed, and wondered in amazement where she was. Then she remembered. How lovely, how lovely, she was home again. She got up and danced around the room in delight. Then she stopped to remember what had happened the night before. Where was the goblin dog? Where were Peter, Mary, and Popoff? What had happened to them? Oh, dear, I was so tired last night that I must have fallen asleep without finding out what had happened to the dear old goblin dog and the others, she thought in dismay. My goodness, what will they think of me? Oh, I do hope that the dog has been made comfortable and that his hurt wing bathed and bandaged. She ran to ask her mother, and when she heard that the dog had been taken prisoner and that Peter and Mary had been turned away from the gates, the little princess was very unhappy. Tears poured down her cheeks, and she began to tell the story of all that had happened. They are my best friends, she sobbed. Peter and Mary rescued me, and the goblin dog was so kind and helpful. Oh, you shouldn't have put him in prison. He will be so unhappy. When her mother and father heard all that had happened, they were filled with astonishment. So Peter and Mary really had gone to rescue their little daughter, and the goblin dog was not wicked, but good and brave. This must be seen to, said Lord Roland at once. We will get the goblin dog here and thank him. So much to the dog's surprise, he was taken from the prison to the palace, and there Fenella met him, flung her arms around his hairy neck, and Lord Roland and Lady Rosabel patted him and praised him. Very soon, the court doctor had bound up his wing, and he was given an enormous meal and felt very happy indeed. Now, mother and father, said Fenella firmly, I want to ride on the dog's back to Peter's home and fetch him and Mary and Popoff back into Fairyland, and we are going to ride all around the streets so that people can see us. So off she went, and soon the goblin dog arrived at the cottage in the valley. He was delighted. Peter, Mary, and Popoff were to see him, and how they hugged Fenella. <clears throat> Jump on, all of you, said the princess, beaming. We're going back to Fairyland. But Peter and I... Uh, but will P Peter and I be allowed in? asked Mary doubtfully. Of course, said Fenella. If they don't let you in, I won't go in either. I'll come and live with you. But of course they were allowed through the shining gates. Dear me, what a crowd of little folk there were, lining the streets, looking out of windows to see them pass by. How they cheered! You should have heard them. Three cheers for Fenella! Three cheers for Mary! Three cheers for Peter! Three cheers for Popoff! Three cheers for the good old do goblin dog! Hip, hip, hurrah! Someone tried an enormous bow of someone tied an enormous bow of red ribbon round the goblin dog's neck. He was so pleased. 
Then off in the palace they went, and Fenella's father and mother helped them all off the dog's broad back. Lady Roosevelt hugged Peter and Mary and thanked them very much for all they had done. She shook hands with Popoff, who blushed with pride. We'll have a big party in the palace garden this afternoon, said Lady, uh, Lord Roland, smiling at everyone. Everybody shall come, and this evening we'll have fireworks. Can the goblin dog sit next to me at tea time? asked Fenella English anxiously. The dog wagged his tail in the greatest delight. Of course, said her father. So that afternoon the goblin dog sat by Fenella and Mary sat on her other side. Next to Mary and the dog were Peter and Popoff, and next to Lady Rosabel and Roland were Peter's mother and father. Oh, it was a grand time. In return for the bravery and kindness of your children, said Lord Roland to Peter's father, I am going to present you with a small castle not far from my place in Fairyland, and I shall hope you will be good enough to allow your children to play with Fenella every day. Won't, wasn't that lovely? How the children cheered. I shall be delighted to accept, said Peter. Peter's father, bowing, he was very grand indeed in some fine clothes that he had bought with the money from the sale of the precious stones. I am a rich man now, thanks to the stones that Peter brought home, and I can well afford to live in the castle. My wife, too, thanks to the peddler's wonderful medicine, it is quite cured of her illness. Oh, father, what about a reward for Popoff? said Fenella. Could he come and live in the palace? No, little princess, said Popoff at once. I should not be happy living in one palace. I am only happy when I am wandering about, but I will often come and visit you. And we'll buy all the ribbons and silks and tapes and buttons and hook knives and everything from you, said Fenella, hugging the blushing peddler, who was already having the time of his life. What about the goblin dog? What shall his reward be? asked the Lord Rosabel, patting the happy dog. I'm giving him his reward, said Fenella. At once, I've already emptied my money box, mother, and I've given the money to Mr. Hammer, the pixie carpenter. He's making the goblin dog a most beautiful big kennel, and he'll live just outside my bedroom window to protect me all his life, because I love him so much. The goblin dog was so delighted that he cried big tears of joy into his dish of milk and biscuits. He couldn't ask for anything better than to look after the little princess Fenella. Now Peter and Mary live in their castle in Fairyland, and their mother and father are grand as can be. They often see Popoff, and he always has tea with them and with Fenella when he comes to visit them. As for the goblin dog, you should see his kennel. It is painted a lovely blue, and every nail in it is made of gold. No wonder he is proud of it. They all go for a ride on his broad back every Saturday afternoon for a treat, sitting between his great yellow wings. And you may be sure, he always brings them back safe and sound. Well, that's the end of the Yellow Fairy Book. And tomorrow we'll start a new book. Sleep well, boys. I love you.